Hello and welcome to the Core Build Podcast, where we believe aligning people and processes with purpose and value is the best way to create a thriving business. I'm your host, Frank Keck, and today I'm chatting with Emily. And Emily is with a really cool organization called Conscious Capitalism. And uh, welcome. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. It's good to have you. We're in a new studio. So we had to like take planes, trains, and automobiles to get here, and then a freight elevator. And but it's really cool. Very it's exciting. in the West Bottoms, so you're breaking it in. Sounds good. And uh, so, if you would just uh, tell our listeners wherever they may be a little bit about yourself. Sounds great. Well, my name is Emily Price, and I grew up in Kansas City, and I I had the great fortune of of getting connected to um, this organization, Conscious Capitalism, Inc., um, not that long ago. So I, as kind of being a native here, I love getting outside and and having fun in Kansas City. We're just trying out gardening this year, trying to see what happens with that, which is kind of fun. Um, But I am truly very passionate. I like to to think that my mission statement for life is helping people thrive and really progressing organizations or individuals along their well-being journey or corporate journeys to really be um, at a place of thriving. Cool. Now, before you went to Conscious Capitalism, we met and you were doing work on culture for that, right? Yeah, I was working at CBiz and we were um, supporting our clients on really developing well-being strategy for um, the progression of, of helping people thrive and, and tapping into really um, human potential in the workforce, which is super motivating and, and definitely aligns with conscious capitalism and what they're doing as well. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about, so you hear conscious capitalism. And I remember I heard that the first time and I thought, okay, I don't, I've never heard those two words together. I don't know what that means. So right. tell us a little bit about the, the, the organization and Yeah, sure. Well, we were founded um, based on the premise that capitalism at its core and really in its original form can be the greatest force for good in the world. So this idea that if you add in some consciousness to capitalism, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about what that means, I think, shortly, that there is this, this potential to really allow uh, the heroic spirit of business to release in and, wow. and, in and through the world. So that's that's really what conscious capitalism is about. It's it's an inspiring, um, compelling idea that challenges the status quo of capitalism, and really inspires business leaders and organizations to put the consciousness back in capitalism. The heroic spirit of business. Mm-hmm. That sounds really cool. Very powerful. Yeah. So there are, uh, as I remember, four tenants right. to the organization. Yep. Can you run through the four? Yeah. The, the four tenants that really kind of are pillars for conscious capitalism um, really the first one starts with higher purpose, which is this idea that organizations should exist for more than just a profit. Maybe there's this potential for them to reach in and and achieve something higher, something greater for the world. And it doesn't have to be, um, you know, a a nonprofit organization. You you can be any organization, any person really with a higher purpose. So that's, that's one of the key components. Another is conscious leadership. 
because we know that leadership is so foundational in allowing people to, to do their best work, to use their strengths, to flourish. We have to develop conscious leaders right. in organizations. Um, and then the fourth, the third tenet is stakeholder orientation, which was kind of a new idea for me, which, uh, but I really find fascinating. And that is this, this idea that business decisions should be made with all the stakeholders in mind. Right. So your suppliers or your, your clients, your employees, or better stated team members all are affected by business decisions. And so the stakeholder mindset is inclusive of all of those, of those people, of those individuals, of those networks. Have you heard of a book? Um, uh, now my memory just quit. Uh, so the book is, um, it's based on the study of human consciousness over a 10,000 year period. It's called The Integral mm. Theory by Ken Wilber. Uh, yes, I believe I, I have heard of that. Yeah. Uh, but what you're talking about, you know, he talks about um, to have, uh, there's three views of the world. And the first is where you just kind of look at yourself. Uh, and then the second is you look at a group. But the third one is a world-centric view, which is really where society is moving, which is to look at the organization exactly what you just said. So it's more than just the owner of the company or the stockholders, but it's everybody. It's all the stakeholders. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. So it's a higher level of awareness that you mm -hmm. all are helping. Right. To kind of underneath that, that term consciousness, there's, it fits right in, you know, it fits right into yeah. that idea. So that's a perfect, and that could be a whole nother podcast, right? About stakeholder orientation and yeah. are we living that out? How do we live that out? Cause it can get kind of messy and difficult. It, and it, it probably will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and the first one kind of tying back that to that too was purpose, which is I was having um, coffee yesterday with um, Ryan Bennett. Shout out to Ryan. Do you know Ryan? Not yet. He's a, a really a dynamic uh, young man here. I, I would kind of refer, refer to him as like king of the millennials. Because ah. we were talking about millennials and boomers and echo boomers and things. and But one of the things that we talked about is the millennials as a generation are the first generation to say, hey, our values you know, our purpose is everything. And if you don't yep. have purpose and values, we're not going to come work here. Right. It's and a higher demand. Yeah. There's this, this passionate interest in getting people connected beyond just the work that they do, beyond being a number or kind of that traditional mindset for businesses is shifting. Exactly. So you guys yeah. are spot on with that. Right. I love that. That's what's so, so exciting about the work. And I think you and I um, originally kind of connected over the fourth tenant which is conscious culture, right? which is really something that just kind of excites me thinking about helping people thrive in the workforce environment or businesses have such an opportunity to build a culture that elevates humanity. Yeah. I love that. So. And all four really tie together nicely, right? Because you can't have one of those by itself, you've got to have all four together, right? They're foundational. You think about leadership and how that intersects with stakeholders and decision-making and when you think about higher purpose that drives right. the organization and then culture which is allowing the team members to really advance and progress and grow the organization to that next level well you know as we help companies to develop their culture it all starts with the purpose and then what a lot right. of leaders find out is oh i don't know how to lead to purpose mm -hmm. so i love that tenet of it and it all kind of comes back to um, the culture, right? The culture is all of those things. And then how do we continue to build that? It's kind of an ongoing 
process. And so now you're full time, right? Right. So you're kind of a big deal. I get to have a lot of fun. I like to say that it, that's, it's a really exciting opportunity. So tell us your new title and kind of what you, and you travel like all over the world. And... Oh man, I, I am very fortunate because I get to work um, on behalf of the engagement department. My role is really helping bring to life this movement at the local level. So conscious capitalism is a global movement and we have now 55 chapters and communities across the world of leaders, business leaders, um, you know, organizations that are supporting this work and bringing it to life. So one of the things I get to do is help provide tools and resources and support for communities globally to, to grow to that next level and help make conscious capitalism redundant. Redundant? Yeah. In the future, (laughs) we want to make this very, very much a part of, um, the way things are done in business in the future. So that's one of the things that the chapter leaders, their their focus is really to connect, inspire, and activate conscious capitalists in their community. Very nice. Yeah. I like it. It's a that. lot of fun. So are you traveling a lot? I get to, right right now, you know, we have um, two two big events a year that, that the, the international organization that we are putting on a CEO summit and then an annual conference and in addition to that, right now, I'm supporting chapters in New York, L.A., Atlanta, Philadelphia, and here in Kansas City. Wow. So that'll allow me to travel some just to kind of support the work they're doing. Um, but a lot of it, interestingly, can be done right behind a screen virtually and connecting to people that way, too. Very cool. So you yep. have air, air travel and a screen. Yep. That's all I need. <laughs> so I want to back up for just a second. And I'm going out of order, which I told you would probably happen oh yeah so one of the one of the uh, tenants now I have a new word of our podcast is to get to know um, the people who are sharing their time and energy with us which is you yep. today so if you would just share I'm gonna ask you a question if you would just share your answer okay if uh, would you rather I can't even start the question right would you rather if you had a choice you were at the Empire State Building would you rather vacuum every room or wash every window, and why? Oh man, this one for some reason feels easy for me. I um, I don't mind washing windows, and I I think the perspective of being able to look out and see more um, is in interesting to me. Being able to kind of as you go see and and gather information and. That sounds interesting to me. So I think I would I would select option, was it a two, I think? Okay, so you'd wash every window? I would wash every window. Inside or outside? Do I get to do both? Because that would be cool. I'd get to get ride on choice. one of those cool things, that, you know, that you go way high and wash the windows. <laughs> the window washing, whatever that thing's called. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Very cool. For sure. So it's just, a, I think that's an interesting question because it just helps us to get to know you and what drives you and what your values are. So kind of adventure, it sounds like. Yeah. Is a big key for you. Yeah. Tell me more. What else do you gather from that question? Uh, I, I know many things about you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. the other one that we ask is who's your favorite cartoon character and why? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I think we did this at one of the uh, one of the recent events that we did. Let's see. Hmm. Cartoon character. Let's see. Can it be uh, any cartoon character from any, any shows, anything at all? 
any throughout time? Let's see. I would probably say, um, do we have any Moana, new Moana supporters out there? I'm sure. That's a cartoon character, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a Disney movie and it was fantastic, fabulous. So I think I would give a shout out to Moana for this one. Okay. And what do you like best about Moana? Well, you know, she you hit it on the head. She's definitely an adventurer, um, kind of trying to see where you can push the boundaries of the status quo to help advance and grow people to that next level so that 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 resonates with me um i think she has a really catchy song i can't remember it at, at the moment but i do think that there's some some musical attributes of that of that character as well so we need to come up with a song for you so like when you walk in a room oh yeah you either sing it or like the song plays it just plays. like your walk-up song okay let's work on that, I like that. podcast too let's let's come up yeah. with that strategy Maybe we need to start doing walk-up music like at the beginning I never thought about that before. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Is, this is a new, we are definitely paving new paths here. My son's on a baseball team and he's <laughs> 10 and they have walk-up music. I, I, I think that could be very motivational, so right? Kind of cool. Except the kids start dancing and forget they're playing baseball. But anyway. <laughs> I want to see that on recording. So um, you all had a an event, an event, a session, I'm, I'm not sure what you call it, uh, up at Pro Athlete. Yeah. Which was, I heard a lot about it, had never been there. And so went and had the tour and just the thought of, they've thought of, uh, I would say everything. There's probably things they haven't thought of, but they're very intentional about the way they go about business. And so let's just talk about the intentionality of conscious capitalism. Yep. So how do you all pick where you have your events and those types of things and the four tenants? Like how do you do like willy nilly? Hey, we haven't done this tenant in a while or so just tell us a little bit about the intentionality. You know, we, um, as an organization welcome anyone, any business that's on their conscious journey. So this could be organizations that are early on starting out, maybe shifting their focus Um, shifting their approach. It could be people that are really progressive and they have kind of those next practices in place already. So I would say um, for Kansas City, we were really excited to put together a new series this year called Business as a Force for Good. And that's all about showcasing um, organizations that are living the principles of conscious capitalism. So in some way, we really want them to be hitting on these four tenants in action and, and helping other people in the community realize what that looks like so they have an awareness for themselves to you know how do you go to that next level right so pro athlete you know is is clearly at the top of the game they have a lot of things they're doing to see just what you did there mindfully what did i do pro athlete top <laughs> of the game that's right but that's right <laughs> <laughs> it's true they have they have gone uh, to great lengths to orient their business model around human humans right yeah. humans first right Um, that elevation of humanity is pretty clearly in play. So that's one way that we're looking for selecting conscious companies for these types of events. But I will say it's helpful sometimes to see companies that aren't quite that far down the line. Just starting off or someone who's, you know, earlier on on their journey can illuminate to someone else in the room, a business leader who's wanting to move forward, but really doesn't have you know, isn't ready to make that, that drastic of a leap yet right. can help them progress as well. And that's conscious capitalism really is about elevating those stories 
and, and helping this become more real to business leaders in the community. So there's a networking aspect to this, but it's intentional. We're right. Getting together yeah. to learn how, how can we run our businesses more effectively, help people to thrive. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, hey, give me your business card. I got 10 business cards, but there's some intentionality to mm-hmm. the network. Connect, inspire, activate. That's a good point. You know, I think we we have the opportunity, um, a lot of us, to, to be able to, to go to networking events. And there's sometimes this element that's just, it's an exchange. You, you give and take and you kind of get to know people. You get your card. But really, the, the point of this is to build deeper relationships with people and create peer-to-peer, um, you know, opportunities to connect even in the future after these events to go back and ask questions and dig deeper and elevate where and how you can as a business leader go to that next level yeah and you've got um different people that you meet and build those relationships so that you can ask them questions and and kind of have a support group yeah right and that's the chapters the chapters in the communities across the globe um, one of the ways that we're supporting them globally to get connected is that we've we've created this platform, Conscious Capitalism Community, that allows people to create an account and join a group. Typically, their group is their chapter, right. their community, their city, but they have exposure to the global international movement and what oh, wow. people are doing all over. And they can, you know, just like on LinkedIn, you can ping someone and ask for time to connect or you can see what other events are coming up in the in the network say you're traveling to new york and you want to you know jump in on an event that has been a really neat way that we're helping to kind of support and bring connection globally to this movement very cool so it's like the oops it's like uh you've got this worldwide network right there at your fingertips exactly so is there a fee to join nope Nope. Anyone is welcome to join. If you go onto our website at consciouscapitalism.org, okay. um, we can get you connected there. You can also reach out to me um, on LinkedIn. And, and How would we do that? You can find me, Emily Price, um, with Conscious Capitalism, and, and give me a little message there, or emily.price at consciouscapitalism.org. Email me. Um, we'd love to get you connected to that network and help you feel like there are people in probably your city, you may not even know, that are already doing this work. Is there a test? No test. I'm very test averse. <laughs> no test. You know, one of the things that we um, are identifying and, and articulating more clearly with this a newer strategy rollout is that we are not certifying organizations. We're not kind of putting a stamp of approval. Um, there are organizations that do do that, but our focus is not on the policy and the advocacy for, you know, regulation around... Right around that so everyone is welcome and that's one of the things that makes us unique i like that yeah so part of what we want to do on this podcast is um to obviously share about you and your organization and if you would vacuum or wash but also if you could give the listeners one or two tips on building an intentional workplace culture or I like the word that you used thrive mm-hmm. like what's one thing that you've done or you've seen somebody do that helped their business or their people to thrive yeah well I have a couple of examples if you wouldn't mind I can share she's very prepared if you could see she's got a book full of stuff <laughs> I've got a book full of examples you know it's cool because in this movement we're kind of leading we're kind of we're able to be more on that cutting edge of businesses that are progressing and growing to this next level and we've we've really have the chance to 
share the stories of what people are doing. And, and you'll find that it's just a lot of it is innovative. It's unique to them, um, but it can be replicated too. So let me give you a couple of examples here and um, feel free to jump in because I know you're a culture expert here too. We have um, a lot of different companies in our network. One of them, Nordstrom, that you might recognize, really gets this idea of trust and that trusting people do the right thing. Hmm. So they are uh, very, they're very serious about this idea of, of helping people feel empowered to make the right decisions. So much so that on their onboarding, they provide pretty much the number one rule, which is use your best judgment. Nice. And I think it's just kind of a really profound idea that oftentimes is overlooked. We as human beings, you know, oftentimes are, are going to want to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but we need to have permission to do that. And there needs to be this sense of, yes, we believe in you now go do it. I like so that. Nordstrom's really, really, uh, figured that out. Well, um, another company, Barry Way Miller is, I would say experts in creating a caring culture. Wow. Caring culture. That neat. And this, this means that they, they really work on creating an environment where people feel safe and they're valued for who they are. Wow. Which is harder to do than, than it sounds, yeah. right? As you know, um, but one of the ways they do that is they celebrate wins and team member successes. I love that. Regularly. So that's something that's simple that any of us can do. It yep. doesn't cost anything. It's free. Recognition, support. Um, they have a tagline. I love this. It's, their tagline is that we measure success by the way we touch live, the lives of our people. Wow. I love that. The way we touch the lives of our people. That's really the, the success measure yeah. for them as an organization, which, which speaks volumes. So that's, I love that example. Wonderful. Yeah. So how do you build trust? Building trust is tricky. Um, man, you know a lot about this. I think a lot of it comes down to conscious leadership. Right. Having the right leaders in place that are empowering people to be, you know, be able to make the decisions they need to, to be successful and also fail, right? Like trusting environments, the psychological safety component of that is if you fail, we're going to figure out a way to get back up Yeah. together. Yeah. Or what would you say? Well, I like that. I, I think, you know, the, the word fail to me means first attempt in learning. Right. So what did you learn from that? Let's get back on the horse. I'm just like working with your children, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. that the biggest challenge for a lot of leaders that we work with is in building trust is being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know, and they think, yep. well, I'm the boss. I've got to be big, strong, mm-hmm. scary, whatever, but I can't, I can't be real with my people. And so be, being vulnerable, but it's amazing once they start to be vulnerable, how mm-hmm. much people then respect because they connect to them then as a human, as, a person. as opposed to just a boss. Um, now you don't want to come across as, you know, like a, complete basket case like you have no idea what you're doing uh but to be real and to be open and to just say hey you know what that this is a little bit scary Mm. or i am a little bit concerned or whatever it is because you know usually they can see it in you and so now perception is reality exactly (laughs) so now you're just kind of confirming yeah this is a challenge for me too and that but that brings in that humanity piece that you're talking about Mm. Yeah, one of the things I'm thinking of as you're saying that is is this element of consciously connecting with people. So I want your feedback on this. This is one of the ideas that, that we um, 
that came out of this movement that I've you know recently been exposed to, and that is in the, at the start of a meeting, a lot of our conscious companies do this, they have a check-in. Check-in, so everyone kind of goes around and says how they're doing, right. where are you at, what are you, maybe what are you bringing into the room on a level of like one to 10, how present are you? And it gives people mm. the opportunity to speak to how they're doing both personally and professionally. So what I've noticed is that when we start off a meeting like that, first of all, it does build trust. Yeah. Because there's this sense of vulnerability that you all have to give. And there's this element of really, I don't know if it's empathy or understanding that we are more than just our work. And mm -hmm. sometimes people are dealing with some pretty heavy stuff, but we all might not realize that. And if there's a space that's held on a regular basis for someone to share, you'd be surprised what you might learn. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. We all are dealing with stuff. Mm -hmm. And if there isn't that space, um, Mindy Corcoran, I met her. Yeah, Mindy. She's doing some really cool stuff now kind of along those same lines because there's not the support when people go through some really emotional mm -hmm. things in life. How yeah. do you create that space for them? And so I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, Rachel, my wife, who you know, yes. she's doing um, something similar to that and they're asking their employees, how are we doing? Mm -hmm. As a company, how are we doing? Mm -hmm. Give us some of your feedback. Excellent. And I just, I, I love that, right? Do that on a regular yep, basis. regular basis. And that's, in fact, that's one of the things that Whole Foods has recognized in our movement as kind of helping um, be, John Mackey was one of the co-founders and really has done a lot mm -hmm. to progress this movement, but they have morale surveys and feedback surveys and they go so far as to really incorporate this aspect of bi-directional decision-making, which I love because think about something as, as complex as employee benefits, right? Right. They have a survey that they send out where employees or team members can select their benefits that they value and they have the opportunity to say how much they would pay for that. That's and then pretty those, cool. those feedback uh, surveys are sent over, you know, leadership gets to kind of make those decisions, but it goes both ways. Right, right. That's a very cool idea. There you go, Rachel. There's your idea <laughs> for the day. I like that one. And then, uh, you know, you had mentioned the taking the temperature as you start. And I've done that in workshops before. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. last week, I was down in San Antonio working with a group. And uh, about two o'clock in the afternoon, we started at eight o'clock in the morning. And I just saw the energy starting to lull. And uh, I just said, you guys, let's just go around the group and just tell me on a one to 10, how much do you have left? Mm -hmm. One, you're done. <laughs> 10, you could go real. all day. And they we were, they were all like, I'm a three, I'm a four or whatever. And they said, well, then let's just wrap it up. There's mm -hmm. no sense in going on if you can't mm. mentally or emotionally absorb anything. Yeah. So I think being aware of that and making adjustments yeah, the being that conscious leader, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, and you know, this one of the other things this this brings up for me is, as you know, as a conscious capitalism community, how do we learn from other organizations that are are doing? Maybe they have a, a protocol in place that allows right. them to be flexible with their their planning and their strategic meetings. So one of the things that we're working on doing is um, getting people up close and, and personal with this movement by having site visits or having uh, mastermind events or workshops where people have exposure yeah. to what this looks like in real life. 
I love that. Then you can have the experience. You can take that back with you. Yeah. And those are kind of evolving and ever changing. So if you're interested in learning more about that, check our, our website out and, and um, go check out the learning and development tab. So um, when we wrap things up, I know there's a there's a, uh, something that you want to mention, but I want to do one more question before we go, get there. And this is going to help us to know Emily a little bit better. Cool. cool. If you could have dinner with any three people, living or dead, who would it be and why? Hmm. That's a big question, Frank. I know. You expect me to answer that right now? <laughs> I've had a multitude of answers through the years as I've asked that. Got it. Hmm. So I'll go first. All right, let's Give you it. time to think. The first would be my grandfather. Who That's was my, what I was going to say. I didn't know you knew him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Because uh, he was my biggest supporter and my best friend growing up. Hmm. And uh, so that would be really cool. The second would be um, Da Vinci, hmm. just because I think he was so incredibly uh, creative. And then um, the third one today, I think, might be um, Phyllis Diller, the comedian. All right. Just because she's kind of wacky. <laughs> and it's like, what would that be like? I don't know that I would eat with all three of them at the same time, but that's just a little bit different. You could have a good time, that's for I sure. I would, yeah. Oh yeah. How about you? That's for sure. Man. Um, I think I would, I would second the grandfather one. Um, just because there's so much wisdom that comes my, actually both my grandfathers are still living so I, I can make that happen. Um, which is really incredible, but you can't pick one over, over the other. I'd have to have them both for sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So that counts as one. And they have a lot of wisdom to offer. Um, a lot of wisdom. So I think I would also, I would also incorporate um, dinner with one of the founding fathers mm. of, of our nation, just because, um, boy, I have a lot of questions about how they navigated yeah. some of those complex decisions around um, the creation of this country. So I couldn't pick one for that one, I'm just gonna have to say. A founding father. I don't father. really know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, ooh, my, my third and final one would be Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown's work on vulnerability and right. authenticity. And one of my first reads that was so impactful was The Gifts of Imperfection. And um, as a person who's kind of wrestled with this idea of perfectionism and how do you live your best life, I just, I would love to have dinner with her. I think she'd have a lot of great tips to share. Very cool. We were having dinner with um, Jen Toro the other night. I don't know if you know her, but somebody else for you to meet she went to a Brene Brown filming. Oh, and so wow. there, I guess there's a video, a new video of hers on Netflix and you can see Jen oh. in an audience shot. But she was saying like, there's all these rules when you go, like you can't talk directly to her and you can't like look in her eyes and, Interesting. and a bunch of rules. Cause you know, she's really an introvert, but I think she's a great <laughs> example of somebody who the passion for what she wants to do overrides her own comfortability right mm. so completely wears her out to be on stage with a group of people mm -hmm. and and so she knows okay these are my boundaries and she sets those boundaries wow but she really puts it out there which i think is cool that's hard to do yeah, yeah. so uh this has been great it's Thank gone you quick so much and um so leave us with your final parting wisdom or thought and there was something specifically yeah. you wanted to mention so go for it well um 
first of all, thanks for having me. This has been really fun, and I love the work that you're doing. Thank you. Um, if those of you that haven't had the chance to work more closely with with Frank, um, he just has a really powerful way of getting people to think about and act upon those bigger questions within an organization, within a community. We've really benefited from having him at our um, Kansas City events that we really are focusing on activating. Uh, what are the takeaways? How do we go on beyond this space and live into conscious capitalism? And you've been so instrumental in helping us do that. So thank you for that. Um, I, was, I was also just going to say... If there are those listening that want to learn more about conscious capitalism or figure out, you know, how can they be a part of this community? Um, there are a couple things coming up. If, first of all, if you're a founder or a CEO, um, particularly of a mid-market company, we would love to have you at our CEO summit this fall. And this is an exciting event. It's, it's invite only and it really is selective because we want it to be kind of a peer-to-peer experience from leaders across the globe that are doing some amazing things. Very cool. So visit us, uh, our website. Where's that going to be? It's in Austin, Texas. Okay. Yep. Coming up this fall. So it's um, the CEO Summit at ConsciousCapitalism.org can get you connected to that. Um, And then if you're in Kansas City and you have an interest in joining us for our next event, it'll be July 30th at Gold Evans downtown. It'll be Gold really Evans. exciting opportunity, yes, to kind of see conscious capitalism in action. Very cool. Now, where is, I've not heard of Gold Evans. That, they are right, um, they're right downtown, not too far from, um, like, I, all I can think of is all my favorite food places downtown by, uh, uh, I'll get the address for you, but there's kind of the insomnia cookies Westport near Westport. Okay. Yep. So go to the conscious capitalism. I'll meet you for website. cookies first. Okay. It'll be good. I love it. Have you been to novel? The new restaurant? No. Huh. We're going to have to check that out. They are, <laughs> delicious. That would be great. And then the last thing I was going to say is just check out our learning and development offerings. Um, ConsciousCapitalism.org. If you're interested in kind of getting more exposure and, and more opportunities to, to seeing this in action across the globe. I see you a bit of Brene Brown. You guys are kind of similar. Thank you. I'll take that, that as a compliment. Uh, that's how it was intended. <laughs> uh, but I just, I, I just, first of all, thank you for being here. I love your passion and the energy that you have for what you're doing and helping other people to thrive. Thank you. And just kind of challenging yourself and challenging other people. So I just, uh, I, I love that. It just kind of oozes. Thank if you, you are here, there's, she's oozing. <laughs> we <laughs> so got some energy in the room. We do have some energy in the room. All right, here's my official outro. That wraps up this session of the Core Build podcast. Thank you to our guest, Emily Price. And thanks to our listeners for joining us. Want to hear more? Subscribe to the Core Build podcast. I think it's on iTunes. I uh, subscribe to it myself. And share it with your friends, colleagues, people you like, people you don't like, people you think need to improve on something. Join us next time when we talk to another influential leader about how to create a thriving business. Thanks much.